This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You, you, are you staying inside, Adam, or are you out and about? No, I'm standing, man. Yeah, I think you're lying. I think you're just trying to cover yourself right now. They will attack you, Adam. <laughs> You better not say you're going outside. Uh, last time I was in public was Thursday, and that was probably too recent. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot cope with him. Can't do it. You play the game. I mean, listen, we talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. Now locked in to the Clock Dodgers podcast. Clock Dodgers podcast. Welcome to the Clock Dodgers podcast. I'm your host Neil Maligno. If you caught the adjustment there, it's because you're a longtime listener and I love you. With me is Adam Cahill. You may know him as the other FF guy on Twitter. What up, Adam? I, I apparently I just grew a last name, so that's new. See, you caught it too. I used my last name too. First time ever. I figured, Man. hey, Oof, this is an official podcast. Let's get real official here. You know what I mean? So I mean, if only. No, go ahead, Neil. OK, <laughs> well, we are missing our boy, Josh Crocker. He's not here today. He's, uh, you know, out of the game today for illness. We hope Josh feels better. We also hope he doesn't have the Rona. Is that correct, Adam? All right. Can we start the podcast over? Why? <laughs> the Rona? You can't say that. Sure, man. We don't want him to have Corona. He's sick. Oh, it's true. He's sick. No, man. I think I think Josh is, you know, getting better already. Um, you know, we've been in close contact with him, but uh, he seems like he's in good spirits and everything. So yeah, wishing him a speedy recovery. Technically, he did say he was like demoing his bathroom, and I think he's just weak, and <laughs> you know, got a little bit of stuff in his lungs from the demo, and uh, he's trying okay. to be. I yeah. thought you just meant that like his body couldn't handle. It, so well, that too. Take like a couple days just that in too. bed rest. Yeah, he's used the hammer a couple too many times. He's like, oh, I think I'm sick. So, uh, yeah, I think that's what's going on. But we miss Josh, man. We miss Josh. So we hope he feels better. We hope he feels better. And a more serious note, we are having this conversation literally while the world has basically hit the pause button, Adam. Like, it kind of feels that way. You know, the whole thing. You know, the only thing moving at this point. Is this virus? It's on everything. It's on Twitter. It's on the TV. It's on our podcast right now. It's literally what everyone is talking about. And, you know, we're in this weird place. Like, we've never been here before. So we don't know exactly how this is going to play out for people. We don't know how it's affecting certain people and business and all these things. Um, but we're still going to do the podcast, right? I mean, it makes sense. Like, hopefully, this is going to be some sliver of a distraction or entertainment or something for people right i mean we're not going to stop doing this we don't have to go out into large crowds so uh, we're definitely going to be here for this and we're going to do more of these and these are going to continue while everything in the world seems to be going crazy um i do want to say if anyone's listening out there is like is being affected by this like currently 
Like we seem like we're good. We, I don't think we have any symptoms, but if there's anyone listening who does, or they have family members who do or friends who do like, we wish you the best. We hope everything is, you know, a quick recovery. Um, people seem to be on edge right now. Right, Adam? I mean, you go in the stores, you go anywhere, people cough. And it's like, you know, you're going to get attacked by a mob. It's, a, it's interesting times. Would you, is that fair? Yeah. Interesting? Yeah, yeah. I went to uh, went to the grocery store yesterday to kind of stock up on you know, non-perishable food items. And uh, it was uh, it was fun in the sense that uh, I got to see what all the store was out of stock of. Um, in Chicago, it looks like that's only frozen pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> um, that really was uh, was a sight to see. Uh, giant freezer section, all devoted to frozen pizzas, entirely empty. But uh, all the fruits and vegetables and frozen meats, all that stuff, yeah, tons of that still. No, nobody cared about that. So uh, it makes me a little fearful that there's some people out there planning to survive on pizza for 40 days. But uh, I don't know, man. If Papa John could do it, anyone can. I guess, you know, you could freeze the pizzas. You can't necessarily freeze all those fruits and vegetables. You might kill some of them. There might be some logical reasons for this, Adam. I don't think you know how fruits and vegetables work. Well, I mean, I don't. It's true. It wasn't even meant to be a fat joke. It's, it's a fat joke. And you just shamed me. And I hope everyone listening oh, attacks you for that. Oh, yeah. Well, they could. But you, you don't know how fruits and vegetables you work. Can't you can't freeze those they, things. Some things you can't you freeze, can, man. You can't freeze. Nah, man, it's a different. It's not the same. It's not the same. Okay, if you can freeze things, then oh my tell, god. so tell me this. Tell oh me my this. god, how how do you not know this? Tell me this. All right, if you could freeze everything and you're all good with that, if you couldn't get frozen, I mean, if you couldn't get regular blueberries, would you get frozen blueberries as a substitute? No, could we get you unfreeze them and eat them? Well, Does it make no, sense? They definitely change their composition, right? Bit, so they're not they're the same the, thing no more. Pieces frozen they, is good, man. It's what, fine. It's the same what, thing. What? You I mean, can't put a blueberry in the microwave and now or in the oven. Thaw out except for meat because then you cook it. But if you if you put peas in the freezer and then you take peas out of the freezer and you let them thaw and then you cook peas, guess what they fucking taste like, Neil? Peas. They taste like peas, bud. <laughs> I'm not a fan of peas. I understand those being left in the section that they're at. Oh, man, I thought this was going to be known as the coronavirus pod or maybe the first free agency pod of 2020. But no, it's just going to be the podcast where everyone learned that Neil doesn't know how frozen works. Bro, frozen <laughs> vegetables is one thing. You can't freeze fruits, man. Like, unless you're going to make smoothies out of them. What are you talking about? Nah, you it doesn't work that way. Fruits. They taste different, man. It's not the same thing. I mean, I get what you're saying as far as they taste different. Yes, when you freeze something and then it thaws, it's going to taste different. But that's dude, saying that you can't freeze it is nonsense. We have bigger things to worry about, Adam. I don't think we do. I think this is the biggest topic we've ever covered on this show. I don't, I don't think so. I think I'm done with this conversation. We need a middleman here, a mediator, and he's not here. So we're going to move on from this difficult situation. We're gonna, we are going to cover free agency, like you mentioned. You know, It's worth discussing. It's what's happening right now. It was actually kind of a, a shock to the system on like if you were on Twitter or you were uh, watching TV and like everything has been Corona, right? And like sports I mean, have stopped. Outside of the UFC having some fights last weekend, everything has stopped. Right. And for this to happen, it was kind of, I mean, I don't know about you. We were talking about it before we even started. I felt like it was coming at me from all angles. Like I, I feel like I couldn't even get information. Like everything just felt like it was coming so fast today. And it felt like a ton of stuff happened when really, 
really it was just like one or two really big things. But uh, overall, yeah, I mean, it, it felt nice to have a little bit of a reprieve from all the uh, all the intense stuff that's going on right now. Yeah, it was. And I and you almost forgot that it was coming just because, you know, what we've all been kind of wrapped up in. So um, it was welcomed. Um, and, you know, I, I guess let's just talk about some of those major things from a football standpoint, from like a team standpoint, from the league standpoint, from a news standpoint. And then we'll talk a little more about, you know, fantasy as we go on here. But um, the the big news, the, the real big news, the the biggest news of the day, and it came out early. So it was kind of like got things rolling for us, it felt like. But um, the Texans, for some reason uh, that no nobody could really probably answer and make sense of it for me, but they traded DeAndre Hopkins, arguably one of the best wide receivers in football, the best, depends on who you ask, for and some picks. I don't even give a shit about the picks at this point um, for David Johnson, who the Cardinals had. He was once their, you know, star running back and things got weird last year. Right. They added Kenyon Drake. David Johnson got hurt. Drake started balling out. Drake, D- David Johnson disappeared for some reason. And so they trade him, which, you know, makes sense for the Cardinals. All of this makes sense for the Cardinals and none of it makes sense really for the Texans. Um what is the first thing you thought when you seen this happen? Bill O'Brien. It's just painful. It's painful to continually watch just atrocious team decisions around player personnel. It's very obvious in the NFL what assets are valuable. And it's... It's kind of mind-boggling. The only thing that makes sense to me is it was a salary dump move, um, which doesn't really make sense with the salary that they took on with David Johnson. Yeah, they so, took his full salary on. So yeah, I can't, I can't really make a lot of sense out of it. Um, furthermore, I mean, we're gonna get to it in a minute, but I don't even know what David Johnson has right now. I mean, that that's crazy to me. Um, but you know, just from an NFL standpoint. It seems like Arizona was making a move that completely helps their offense go in the direction that it wants to go. And oddly enough, the Texans think they're doing the same thing. But if what your offense wants to do is lose one of the top three wide receivers in the NFL to acquire a running back who might have been elite two years ago, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, like like I said, no, no one can make sense of it. They really just can't. It just doesn't make any sense from any standpoint. I mean, I like like I said, we get Arizona's point of view for all of this. We don't really get the Texans' point of view. Um, a, a good way to sum up what's happened here is if you go to Chase Edmonds' Twitter account, uh, if you're familiar with Chase Edmonds, running back, Cardinals, um, as soon as this trade happened, first, uh, it was reported by Adam Schefter, I, I believe. He retweeted that with, Many, many ha ha ha's buffoons. Um, then he put, yo, finally, we got a whole ass armed robbery. Um, and he just continued to go, right? I mean, he said zero disrespect. You know, he wishes them well, but basically, they only gave up a second rounder for Hopkins, and that's my friend, and it's a robbery. I don't know. He, he seemed to like the trade a lot. <laughs> and uh, I think that kind of sums up everyone's feelings on this trade. And, and like you said, we'll talk a little more about how it plays out fantasy wise, but just from outside looking in it makes no sense for the texans and makes a lot of sense for the cardinals and we'll get a little more into it um austin hooper free agent big tight end free agent this year the biggest free agent as a tight end this year that we can possibly have 
He went to the Browns. Um, this is another one that's kind of like, you know, some people believe that they're going to run Njoku and him because of their uh, coaching hire. And that, that guy, uh, Stefanski, Stefanski, I don't know how to say it, uh, runs a lot of two tight end sets. So if that's the case, you got to assume Austin Hooper isn't going to repeat what he did in Atlanta. If they get rid of Njoku, things get interesting. Um, are you surprised by the Browns being where, where Hooper went? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I didn't see this coming. I mean, I I don't know. I've been a pretty big fan of Njoku since he came into the league. I really thought that he's going to break out eventually. Um, but with, you know, Baker struggling this past season, that whole team struggled offensively, um, with the exception of maybe Nick Chubb. So it, it, it's, I mean, it's really tough moving forward to know what's going to happen. I mean, you know, you've got Vikings, former OC coming over. Now he's going to be running the Browns. Once again, the Browns are going through another new head coach. And, you know, I just, I feel exhausted with trying to get my hopes up for them. I just, I just, I don't know. And this move just doesn't scream good to me. Like, it's just, I, I got to look up. How old is Austin Hooper? Like, what are they doing? I, I don't, I don't know. Oh, okay. He's only 25. Why did I think he was so much older? All right. That's super weird now. Because basically him and Joku are right about the same age. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, unless they are planning on playing a ton of two tight end, which would be interesting because Nick Chubb is, is a force. Um, I mean, it seems like that's probably the route that they want to go. And I don't really know what that means for Baker or, you know, OBJ or Landry. Um, but I don't know. We'll get into it from more of a fantasy perspective in a minute, but just from like a team building perspective, it, it just feels like a weird addition. It is. It is. But, you know, like I said, new head coach in, I'm sure they thought about this before they did it. And I, I think I do feel like they're going to keep in Joku. I don't I don't people feel like he's going to get traded, but I feel like they're going to keep him um, breaking news too. this was not anything we've talked about yet. We have not had notes for this. Me, you have not discussed this off the air. Stefan Diggs was just traded. So Stefan Diggs has been Man, acquired. We podcasted at the right time. What happened? He was acquired by the Buffalo Bills. Okay, that's actually a really nice pairing. That's like the perfect Josh Allen receiver. It is. Adam, I like that. Let me, let me read you the Adam, like Schef- Adam, Adam Schefter tweet. Compensation update. Bills are trading a first-round pick, a fifth-round pick, a sixth-round pick, and a 2021 fourth-round pick for Vikings wide receiver Stephon. Wait a second. Yep. Wait, wait a second. Are you trying to tell me that Stefan Diggs just basically went for more than DeAndre Hopkins? <laughs> I guess if you're not counting David Johnson as anything. <laughs> Why would you? I mean, really, like realistically, David Johnson at the best is a top five running back in the NFL. That might make him a first round pick in the NFL. Might at, at like a big stretch. I I don't know, man. That's crazy to me that uh, that Diggs went for all that. Wow. Yep. That's uh yeah, that's interesting. Diggs. All right, well, let's uh let's chat it out. Um how how do you like the addition for the Bills and then uh I for me, I'll just touch on it for a second. The thing that I think is going to go way underlooked is Adam Thielen just becomes a target monster again. Yeah. That that is for sure going to happen in, in Minnesota. And I mean, Stefan Diggs, man, I mean, I I like this. We, we we all felt like Josh Allen, I mean, he had John Brown, right? And it played out 
pretty well. But we all felt like there was more weapons needed, clearly, for Josh Allen to take the next step, right? And this plays out perfectly for him. Obviously, for me, I don't care about the price at this point. I I love Stefan Diggs' skills and ability. And him getting a fresh start is like what we've all been waiting for, what he's been waiting for. For some reason, it just got weird in Minnesota, right? I don't know what it is. I don't know what it was. Whether it was a, a personal thing, if it was just a, I mean, you know, it's a run for his offense with a player on his same team yeah. that demands a higher target share. I mean, do you it's think just, Vic- I mean Vikings aren't complaining about that compensation, right? I mean, no, shit, no, first round pick. Not. I mean, I think they've been probably looking to move Diggs for a while now. Honestly, though, I gotta just shout out the Bills front office staff because what they're doing with Josh Allen is just phenomenal. I mean, coming into the league, he was a quarterback. A lot of people questioned if he was going to be able to you know, be an NFL caliber QB and they've built around him exactly how you build around that style of quarterback. And they're letting him work outside the pocket. And now they've got not just John Brown, who's a great player when plays break down, but now Stefan Diggs, two guys who can go down the field. They can play on the outside. They're, they're really like the perfect type of wide receivers for Josh Allen. So I, I love the move for the Bills, and, and honestly, I think for the Vikings, they're getting exactly what they wanted back. I mean, they get a ton of picks for a guy who really, I mean, on, on the Vikings, he was a supplementary player. And I don't know, honestly, on the Bills, if he's going to, like, break out. In fact, I think he's probably going to be a little overvalued in fantasy, if I'm being honest, just because I think people are going to see, like, him having top 24 upside and while he does, that's going to be it's going to be tough, especially with John Brown having already been established there. Um, but yeah, I'll be interested to see how that plays out for the Bills, uh, especially with the pecking order is between him and Brown, because I think most people would just assume that he would overtake him right away. And uh, I don't know. Uh, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, if you're a Stefan Diggs owner right now in Dynasty, I mean, are you kind of just you know mutual about it? Are you? I mean. Well, I'm not because I was smart and sold them a year ago. But uh, <laughs> if I was, I feel like you got to be happy about this. Yeah, that's I mean, how I feel. He's getting out of you know Adam Thielen's shadow, and he's going to have an opportunity to thrive at least. Who knows if he'll seize it or even be really able to? Because, I mean, the problem with a team like the Bills is really target share. It's going to be the same issue he had with the Vikings. They're going to be a run-first offense, and Josh Allen runs the ball. And he might once again be stepping into a number two wide receiver role. Now, if he automatically overtakes John Brown, this is definitely an improvement. Yeah. But I don't know if it's going to be as drastic as people perceive. And I think that's going to be an interesting thing to watch, you know, once drafts start up and we actually kind of get an idea of where he's going. And just to repeat again, so everyone can get this, Stefan Diggs got Vikings got first rounder, fifth rounder, a sixth rounder and a 2021 fourth. Texans for DeAndre Hopkins got David Johnson in the second rounder. Thanks. And a fourth. And a fourth. Yeah, I believe. Are you sure? Did they yep. give a fourth or they got a fourth? No, uh, both. So a fourth was exchanged. Okay, on both sides. sides. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so, so yeah, essentially it was David Johnson in a second for DeAndre Hopkins yeah. versus uh, Stephon Diggs for a first, fifth, sixth, and fourth. That's nuts. Anyway, it's it's really it really it really really feels like Stephon Diggs cost more. Like it's so hard to actually judge this stuff, but man, that's that's so close. And first round picks are so valuable in the NFL. I don't know. Yeah, it's about the value you put on David Johnson at this point. Well, and we'll see how it plays out. Um, that's a lot to take in right there, man. Just like you said, good timing on the podcast <laughs> recording. Um, 
I, I was kind of looking for stuff like this to happen, so that's why I was keeping an eye on it. Um, some other, some other, yeah, some other news that just kind of I feel like we should at least highlight. Um, the Dolphins signed every defensive player available. Um, they're also potentially <laughs> in the market for uh, Melvin Gordon. Do you think that's a good landing spot? I, I mean. I don't know. Are we still using Ryan Fitzpatrick? Like, what are they doing? I don't know. I Maybe mean, they draft does anybody know? Maybe they draft a young quarterback. I mean, if they draft a young quarterback, then no, I hate it. If they keep using Ryan Tannehill, or I'm sorry, Ryan Fitzpatrick, then yeah, I mean, sure, sure. Add Melvin Gordon, just be the old team that goes 500 for some reason and hurts your future. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand what the Dolphins are doing. It's like they are a complete rebuild and then they're spending all their money for now. It's just, it's so bass backwards that I just, I, I don't know. I think that they're probably going to end up being 500 this year and people are going to be like excited about their improvements, but in the long run, it's just going to completely peter out because of the way that they're building their franchise. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, Dak Prescott got the tag in Dallas. Uh, fans seem upset by it. You know, um, it kind of, I think it forces their hand into losing possibly some other players that they wanted to resign and, and whatnot. Amari Cooper, guys like that potentially. Um, and some people feel like maybe it was disrespectful of the Cowboys to tag him instead of giving him a contract. Uh, I'm sure the Cowboys don't look at it that way, but um, you know, nothing changes there. Right. Dak Prescott. No, that's what happens when you pay yeah, Zeke though. Exactly. Like this is all just because you paid a running back way too much money and it's unfortunate, but you guys are going to have a lot of troubles moving forward with building a team. I mean, there's so much stuff around how teams are spending money right now. That just kind of hurts my head when you're seeing that from like a, an NFL level, the outside of the Patriots who have been dominant doing what the Patriots do that other teams that have been successful are teams that are building around young rookie quarterbacks and, you know, spending money elsewhere. It's really interesting when you see teams not realize that that's the successful formula right now. Not to mention, I think it kind of highlights how good of a trade the Cardinals made earlier today by getting rid of David Johnson in that trade. You know, they, they realize what's happening. All right. They have Kyler Murray. They have a four year window where he's on a rookie contract. They are a year into it, or sorry, yeah, a year, a year into it. So they've got three years left to make a run. Like that's that's what this stuff is. They they might have four years left if they you know give him a five year option because I think they have the five year option always now. So you have that window of time. You have to start making moves, and I really love what the Cardinals are doing, man. I. I don't know. I'm going to probably love the Cardinals for like the next decade unless Kyler just completely crashes because <laughs> that's kind of been my boy and my situation um, starting last year. But this move is exactly what you want. And looking at what these other teams are doing, it's just, it, it hurts your head. And Dallas is a perfect example of that. For sure. Um, another team that might hurt your head. I don't know how you feel about it, Adam. Ryan Tannehill signs a big deal with the Titans. Got, a boatload of guaranteed money. I think it was like 80 or $90 million um, after, what, half a season, right? Half a season of really good play. Was it half a season even? I don't even know if it was half a season. Um, out of nowhere after, you know, being sort of a bust or disappointment in, in Miami. And, of course, you know, we've mentioned on the podcast before that, uh, you know, Adam Gase ruined a lot of people in Miami. We don't know if, you know, Tannehill was a victim completely of that or not. But, um Titan fans seem happy, right? I mean, 
when he did what he did for them the last half of the year, you know, how else do you expect him to feel, right? Like they felt like they finally have their quarterback now. Um, how do you feel about this huge deal? I know a lot of people feel quarterbacks are the one player you can give a lot of money to sometimes, and it, it kind of makes sense sort of, except your rookie deal situation that you just explained, which is a better case, of course. But do you think this is ridiculous if you're a Titans fan that you're that you hate this move, or are you like okay with it because you can sort of justify it? It's really interesting talking about this back to back with the Cowboys. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> like the Cowboys just franchise tag Dak Prescott because they paid Zeke all this money, and the Titans are paying Tannehill all this money and franchising Derrick Henry. That is a better way to do it. It's still not the best way to do it. The best way to do it is to build around a young quarterback so you don't have to pay them these big contracts because it's going to hurt your team building around the rest of your team. Ryan Tannehill earned that contract, man. You knew he wasn't going anywhere. I mean, come on. They're not going to let him walk after he does that. So they did kind of what they had to do, more or less. Um, Will it hurt them in the long run? Yeah, probably. But they're going to be competitive now, and... I don't think that wins them the Super Bowl. Uh, probably no chance in hell with, you know, the Patriots still around for another year or two, maybe, and Patrick Mahomes demolishing the league and Lamar Jackson running all over everybody. Like, it's just, it's probably unlikely that the Titans actually have a shot at winning the Super Bowl. But who knows? I mean, they're going to be a playoff contender, and if they get on a run, anything's possible, right? So I think that, there are there are few teams that I'm comfortable with making a signing like this, and the Titans are kind of right on that edge where it's like they're probably not going to win a Super Bowl with Ryan Tannehill. But outside of just going full rebuild, it's it's really all they can do. And you can't not pay a guy when he played that phenomenal last year. It's so hard to just walk away from him. Yeah, and no, I I agree. And you know. With, like you said, with the way the season ended, you know, how would they look by letting him just walk and kind of, you know, starting over or trusting a rookie or, or bringing another quarterback? Like for what? You know, at this point, like there was rumors about Tom Brady and stuff. And I know he has relationships with the coach and everybody, but I don't know. I didn't that doesn't make more sense to me than Tannehill at this point either. So, like, I, I'm not mad at it. You know, I'm happy for Ryan Tannehill. I'm happy the Titans found something that's working. Um, and, you know, it's important for them to kind of keep continue, you know, to keep that that continue, you know, that, that flow of things because teams are beefing up around them. Like the Ravens added um, two defensive tackles just, just today alone, uh, Buckner and brought me Brockers and Buckner, I believe it was um, obviously after what the Titans did to them, Derek Henry probably opened their eyes a little bit because um, they spent a lot, you know, building that. So, yeah, I mean, teams are kind of building to beat teams like the Titans. So um, I'm not mad at it for the Titans. I think it's a good move. Um to kind of keep the same things going there because it worked so well last year. Uh, the last thing you mentioned, Derrick Henry, they tagged him. The other guy that got tagged, that's kind of a, you know, not, it wasn't a surprise to anybody, but AJ Green got tagged. So he's going to be staying in Cincinnati. Um, we think they're drafting a quarterback probably possibly early. Uh, if so, that's great news for that rookie, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a foregone conclusion at this point, but I don't know. We could see an Eli Manning situation, I guess. Yeah, so we'll see. AJ Green hopefully stays healthy. If he does stay healthy, Bengals hopefully have a little bit every year with Joe Mixon and everything that's going on over there and a rookie quarterback. Maybe I mean we haven't seen some guys land. Andy Dalton 
hasn't signed anywhere yet. You know, your Bears are being rumored. Your Bears are getting rumored with every quarterback. Do you know that? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I don't really like <laughs> any of it, but this is what happens when you, you know, make a ridiculous play for a rookie quarterback who only played one year of college. I can't even keep talking about Trubisky. Let's just, can we move on? Yes, Moving we on. can. While, you know, the world doesn't trust anything right now. Adam, they don't trust touching anything. We don't trust shopping carts. We don't trust standing too close to people. We don't trust people who cough or sneeze. We don't trust anything. So it's really fitting to do fantasy football trust issues right now. It makes a lot of sense. We're in a world where it's important right now, Adam, to either trust or not trust certain situations. So let's do some fantasy football trust issues. What we want to do is I want to keep our trust issues, all of our segments, our you know, our pick one, all, all these things, keep them kind of around the free agency a little bit. So the first one we'll start with is Austin Hooper. We talked about him signing with the Browns last year. He was a top eight tight end in fantasy, I believe top six in PPR, if I'm not if I'm correct. Um, but Austin Hooper finishes 2020 as a top eight tight end in Cleveland, new starting tight end of the Browns. You trust that, Adam, or do you have trust issues with it from a fantasy perspective? Serious trust issues. And that's crazy, too, because being a top 12 tight end is basically just like, did you play the whole year? <laughs> well, you yeah. probably ended up a top 12 <laughs> tight end. But there's a good chance he doesn't play the whole year. I mean, that can happen first and foremost. That is possible for any tight end. But furthermore, the situation is definitely a step down. I mean, he was Matt Ryan's go-to guy in the red zone for a lot of last year, and he still was only a top six tight end. He wasn't an elite tight end. He had a great stretch run, and then he was hurt. So the possibility is there for him to get hurt again, miss time again. And then you also just have the offensive style change. Cleveland is going to be a run-first team. They also have better receiving option. Eh, I mean, no, comparable receiving options to Atlanta um, in, in OBJ and Landry. But not as good of quarterback play in Baker. So you've got a team that's going to pass the ball less, probably be less efficient passing the ball, and he's got to compete with just as much competition. I I, I personally, I hate it. I think it's a terrible landing spot, and ultimately I think that he's probably going to be a guy who gets overdrafted a lot for fantasy. Yeah, and like I said, there were reports out there, you know, people talking about the new head coach and, the, and you know, the targets that he had for tight ends. I think last year the tight ends were like 50-50 split for him kind of, you know? Um, and if that happens, obviously that kills Hooper, you know, compared to last season. So um, I'm not crazy about it either. We don't, obviously we don't know how this is going to end up, you know, if they're going to keep Njoku. I, I feel like if it's, if they move Njoku, that changes kind of everything for Hooper and, and how I feel about it. But if they keep him, which I, I really don't see why, you know, there's no rush to get him out of there. So, you know, I just assume he's going to stay basically. And if I'm assuming he's going to stay, I don't think he's a top eight guy either. But if he goes, I think there's a good chance he could be top eight. Um, next on the list, next trust issue, we have DeAndre Hopkins will finish wide receiver five or better as a Cardinal with his new quarterback, Kyler Murray. Trust or trust issues, Adam? I'm going to say trust, man. It, it's definitely it's definitely the top end of a projection, obviously. It's a top five wide receiver in the entire league. And more likely than not, no wide receiver does that. Like, regardless of his name, trying to project anyone to be a top five wide receiver at the end of the year, the likelihood of them doing that is extremely unlikely. That being said, um, he's going to an offensive situation that should 
be really, really positive for him. Um, likely is going to see a comparable target share to what he saw with Sean Watson. Um, as far as offensive efficiency, the Cardinals are offense that's trending up. The Texans are an offense that was trending down even before this trade, more likely than not. Um, so uh, it, it, there's definitely the possibility. Uh, obviously, I want to be excited about it. I've been a huge Kyler Murray supporter all along. I think this is perfect for him. I think this is exactly the type of trade that I love to see from a young franchise that's really trying to, you know, build around their rookie quarterback while they've got him. Obviously not a rookie anymore, but on a rookie contract. And I think that this is this is like the perfect move. So I'm really excited to see how it pans out for them. And and ultimately I think that from a target perspective, he's probably gonna lead the you know, be in the top five in targets in the NFL. Hopefully that translates into fantasy points. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to find a downside, honestly. Like I know, I know, I know. We're both feeling really optimistic about it. We both love players in the deal. We both love both of these guys, and it's hard to like. It's hard to rain on it, right? Like I try to sometimes come at things like either a devil's advocate or like try to find a negative, but it's like hard to pick this apart. Like it's hard to find something bad to like pull out of this. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing really stopping him. And the Cardinals from being great together. So um, I'm with you. Yeah, as and far he as... might be angry, too. Yeah. He might be angry, man. He yeah. just got traded yeah. from Deshaun Watson, too, which is I'm sure the boys, man, like they looked like they had a good relationship. They didn't mm-hmm. look like they like didn't like get along or whatever. So off man, the fly, off the fly. I also want to ask you, since you mentioned Deshaun Watson, how do you feel about a Will Fuller and Stills? And he guys? doesn't play football. He 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 doesn't play football. Do you think this means they have to be drafting a wide receiver or something, or doing? There has to be another move, I know. right? Actually, I don't. I think this means that they think that they are going to run the football three hundred times <laughs> next year, and that our next topic is going to touch on that. So <laughs> yeah, why don't you just roll right into well, it? Well, yes, let's roll into it. Uh, David Johnson will revive his career in Houston and finish as a top fifteen running back. Um, he didn't finish anywhere near that last year. Obviously I discussed earlier in the podcast that he ran into some injury issues and then some issues, which to me were the Cardinals did not want to play David Johnson anymore. I know you and Josh disagreed with me last season. At one point you're like, no, it's strictly injuries. That's why he's not playing. I disagreed. I feel like there was something there that they did not want to play him. I feel like them trading him kind of just confirms that even more. And in this case, you were right. Thank you. I said it. I appreciate it. It doesn't happen very often that you guys say I'm right. You usually are doing other things. You're not often right. That's oh, see, this is what I'm talking about. This is why we have problems, Adam. This is why anyway, I was right. And this is a chance for David Johnson to redeem himself. Like you said, the hard part about judging the Texan side of this trade is how do we value David Johnson, right? Is he this broken running back who no longer can be like he was at one point the best running back in football, basically, or one of the top three, however you want to look at it. Um, can he do that again or can he not? So I'm not even asking him to be top three, top five, top 10. I'm asking you, Adam, do you trust him to be top 15 with what you just told me about how this team is going to run an offense? I do. And I feel crazy even saying that. Um, I don't think you make this move unless you're trying to give this guy 300 touches. And I think David Johnson, because of his pass catching pedigree, does present that sort of top 15 fantasy upside for sure. Um, 
I I think you're probably right. He probably was being benched last year, which is actually a net positive moving forward because it means he probably wasn't nearly as injured as I had initially assumed. Um, so why the Cardinals, you know, weren't utilizing him, man, maybe they know something we don't. It's very, very, very possible. And his, you know, total career could be done. And we could look back on this as one of the greatest steals of all time. I mean, as it is, it's a crazy trade. Um, but if, if David Johnson doesn't pan out at all, I mean, we're going to look back on this just like, you know, a complete highway robbery. Yeah. So I, sorry, I was just going to say, I think that what's going to be really interesting is, if David Johnson does not succeed, Duke Johnson had flashes last year, and Josh isn't here to uh, get all excited about him. But man, I, I just, I don't, I don't love either of them. I think they'll probably end up cutting into each other too much, and it's all overall, it's going to hurt the entire Houston offense. But uh, I, I'm super interested to see how that pans out. DJ and DJ. It's going to be annoying as hell. <laughs> DJ and DJ in that backfield. It's going to be it's going to be fun, man. I wonder how Josh feels about this. See, this is why we say should... it's going to be a full house. It is. <laughs> you're so funny. Yeah, you're, you're such a clever guy there, man. I try. I trust him to be top 15 as well. I hope he really. I, as much as I knock the trade from a football perspective, I do. I am really pulling for David Johnson to make this look worth it in some way. Um, also, um, some more breaking news while we're sitting here talking is Amari Cooper did sign with the Cowboys. Really? Okay. Yep. Cowboys have reached an agreement in principle with wide receiver Amari happen. Cooper on a five-year, $100 million deal. What did they do? <laughs> they they are going to have no money. Are they, well, are they not going to pay Dak? I don't know. It says it includes Holy $60 million crap. guaranteed. Holy crap. They can't not pay Dak. So what's going to happen? They're going to spend all their money on a wide receiver, a running back, and a quarterback and just let everybody else walk? That's, I don't know. Whew, man, what a terrible franchise. Every time all we right. think teams are out of money, they just keep making more money somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, there's no way they can do it. And then they do it. And it's like, what is happening here? So, yeah, Cowboys, you got your guy back. Yeah, I hope you're happy. I don't know how that affects Gallup. A lot of people were getting excited about Gallup. They thought he was going to be the man. So we'll see how it plays out. But, yep, they got their Dak. They got their Zeke. And they got their Amari. It didn't. Uh, and they just signed the tight end, too, Blake, to a big contract, too, after, like, four years of nothing. I don't know. Cowboys. I mean, I don't know how the Cowboys fans feel at this point, right? Because they seemed upset that they were tagging Dak. Because they thought they were going to lose people, but if they still keep people like Amari Cooper, then are they do they not care at this point? You know, Dallas fans are funny. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. Um, the last one I have here on the list, a guy we haven't actually discussed at all right now, is uh, Hayden Hurst, tight end from the Ravens, is now a Falcon. So Hayden Hurst will have an Austin Hooper 2019 stat type of season with his new team, the Falcons. Trust or trust issues, Adam? Yeah, serious trust issues with that. I think that 
Austin Hooper leaving, to me, just gets me real excited about Muhammad Sanu. And I think also re-cements Julio as like a locked-in top five, top three fantasy wide receiver. I mean, I think those two guys are probably easily both top 24 this upcoming season, especially with them moving on from Devonta Freeman as well. So it'll be interesting to see what they do at running back. Well, let me uh, stop you. You're not excited about Muhammad Sanu because he's a Patriot. <laughs> God, that was dumb. Oh, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, Ooh. there you go. Yeah, that was painful. Really excited about Calvin Ridley. Not at all excited about Muhammad Sanu. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Talk about a sn- snap. Uh, I was going to try and do Sanu snafu, but I couldn't figure out how to make it work. Couldn't do it. I think <laughs> yeah, it's time to move on from Sanu. <laughs> But nonetheless, I think Calvin Ridley is in for a huge year. I mean, if you just look at it from a consolidation of targets perspective, you're losing Freeman and you're losing Hooper. It's basically just Ridley and Julio there now. It'll be interesting to see what they add. But Matt Ryan's a great quarterback. I mean, he's going to throw the ball a ton. And for fantasy, man, he's great at supporting his his receiving assets. So with this consolidation of targets, I'm definitely going to be targeting a ton of Calvin Ridley and zero Muhammad Sanu. <laughs> well, let me ask you this then with Hayden Hurst going to the Falcons and, and, and we talked about Hooper going to the Browns who neither one of us are super crazy about, not that it's terrible, but we're not crazy about anything, you know, repeating in any sort of way, who would you rather have then Austin Hooper or Hayden Oof. Hurst? I think you probably have to go with Hooper, even though I, yeah, I, I think you probably have to go with Hooper just cause I have no idea what Hurst is going to be. Yeah. The Falcons. I mean, yeah. I just, I don't think you can really trust him to even be utilized. I, I really don't know what direction that offense is going to go in. I don't think it's just going to be a default, like, he fits in that role. Right. Yeah, I think if you want to take tight end late, then it's it's fine. But, like, I don't think you should go into it expecting too much, you know. Just kind of let it play how it plays out. But don't go into it like, he's my guy. It's, everything's good now. Um, let's move on to pick one. I'm, I've, I got a couple of these, not too many. I'm going to hit you with two names. We're going to pick one side of the other. Actually, one of these are eliminated now because it's changed yeah. since we've done this. So we have two of them here. Um, yeah. so the, thanks, f- Stefan Diggs. <laughs> yeah, Stephon, thanks to Stefan Diggs for ruining our plans here. Uh, well, I mean, he kind of you know brought us a surprise. So, you know, we'll take it. Um, but the first one for pick one is start your Superflex Dynasty with one quarterback, a guy we've been talking about all episode, Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson. Who are you starting your Dynasty with? You still gotta go Lamar. You still have to. I mean, there, there's honestly, I Lamar versus Patrick Mahomes is a tough one at this stage, in my opinion. Okay. From a fantasy perspective, obviously, from an NFL perspective, you want Patrick Mahomes all day. I probably even want Kyler over Lamar. It's tough. I mean, from an NFL perspective, we're seeing more success from Lamar, so it's it's really hard to say that you know, even from an NFL perspective, I wouldn't want Lamar. Um, it's just from fantasy, man. It's all about his rushing. You know, you can't can't overlook what he did last year, and there's no sign of that stopping. So, the interesting question that I have to turn it back on you because I'm almost positive you're going the same way is outside of Patrick Mahomes, are these your top three dynasty quarterbacks, or you know, do you put Russell Wilson or somebody else ahead of them? Yeah. Um, now I'm gonna go with these three. I mean, I think you t- you take Deshaun Watson out now, right? Yeah, I was gonna say with well, I mean with Deshaun Watson losing Hopkins, does yeah. he fall? Yeah, he falls, and you got Dak. And then what about Dak? Dak's like the other big question there. I mean, 
that's basically it though, as far as, as far as dynasty goes. I mean, and you know, with Russell Wilson, you got what seven years on most of these guys. So yeah, he's like thirty. It's tough to put him again, you know, up against any of them and, and feel like it's the same thing long term. You know, you're getting about half a career versus you know these guys who have their full career ahead of them. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, those are the top three. Um, yeah, I was just kind of curious. I wanted to see what Hopkins did for you as far as Murray. If he pushed you, you know, closer to Jackson over Jackson, I wanted to see where you were at. Um, no, it's. I mean, it's it's exciting, but I mean, it's it's impossible to go over Lamar Jackson. Honestly, the better question for me would be Kyler or Patrick Mahomes, but I mm-hmm. think it's still definitely Mahomes. But that at least is closer. Yeah, I think. I honestly think Lamar is. Oh man, that's so tough for Dynasty. Like deciding to, you know take Lamar over Patrick is is really tough because I think Patrick Mahomes you can see having a longer career and being elite for longer but Lamar Jackson sets out to do in just like the short term and potentially long term if he continues to develop as a thrower like he has been I don't know man yeah they're, they're both phenomenal options it's hard to go wrong yeah yeah I agree all right so um I had who who gets what they want first, Antonio Brown being a free agent, signing with somebody, or Stephon Diggs getting traded. Clearly, that's cleared his own way for us. Um, do you think we hear anything about Antonio Brown at any time soon, or we're still just going to not hear anything about this guy? I fucking hope not. I yeah. hope he's done. I don't know. <laughs> I'm done with him, so I really don't I don't really don't want him back in the league. But if he comes back, I mean, he's a huge threat to be fantasy relevant, so yeah. we got to keep talking about it if yeah. it happens. It'll be interesting. Um, the last one I have for you here, you know, in in, in leagues like, you know, like our Cloud Daughters Dynasty League, Superflex, um, really deep rosters, you got guys like me who have guys like Ryan Tannehill that we trade for who are backup quarterbacks and – you know, you threw him in a trade with me like it was nothing. It was pointless. And he becomes my starting quarterback on my team, right? And uh, so those backup quarterbacks in our super flex leagues and deep enough leagues, um, those backup quarterbacks on teams can have some real value. Um, so I thought it was interesting. Two backup quarterbacks changed teams today in free agency. Um, one was Marcus Mariota, who signed with the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. And uh, Brown's new backup quarterback, Case Keenum. Um, he got a pretty good contract. That guy just continues to keep getting paid everywhere he goes. So in a super flex dynasty league, whatever case you're in, um, you know, these quarterbacks sometimes can fall into good positions for you, whether guys get hurt and they save your season or whatever you're doing. But if you had to pick one of these two to just throw as a flyer on your roster or whatever, which one do you feel more better about as far as this guy has a better shot at affecting my lineup and my start, my starting team this year? I don't think I understand the question because you said backup quarterbacks. Right. Well, they're backups. What do you mean? I, Marcus Mariota is not a backup. You think he's a starter quarterback in Las Vegas? Are you making jokes here, guy? I don't think it's a joke, bud. You think he's starting over Derek Carr? <laughs> he should be. Oh, my Lord. This guy is. I mean, where's Josh to agree with me when I need him? Yeah. All right. I mean, but yeah, I mean, poof, God, talk about Las Vegas just acquiring the worst of the league. I love it. Just, <laughs> just scrape up all the bottom of the barrel players, all the bottom of the barrel quarterbacks. Like, poof, man, I he is know, not the bottom of the I barrel sad about what Chicago does. I am just looking at over at Las Vegas. And I'm like, poof. all right, man, it's going to be OK. Could be worse. <laughs> You're so wrong for that. No, You're... I mean, honestly, We've talked about it. Like, I, I like some of the things the Raiders have done. This is not one of those things. Um, but I do think it's a quarterback who will compete. No joke. I really think he'll push Derek Carr. 
And I think that there is possibility that Marcus Mariota starts games this year for sure, especially if Carr struggles. And if uh, their schedule is anything like what it was last year and it's just some massive, a difficult schedule, then I can definitely see Carr struggling and I can definitely see them pulling the trigger on replacing him. It'll be interesting to see. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know what your team's doing. It's just bad. Listen, I'm I'm not mad at it, man. I'm not mad at it. You know, I got my Raiders. I'm not mad at anything the Raiders do. Listen, man. Except lose. Listen. Year Listen. after year. And then you're mad. <laughs> he's the best. He's going to be one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league. Straight out the gate. Definitely. Mayock um, had him ranked as his number one quarterback in the 2015 draft. So he believes. He believes. Gruden obviously likes the guy. He thinks he can turn the guy around. I, he sat behind Ryan Tannehill. You don't think he learned anything, man? You don't think he... He he learned some stuff and you know got motivated. You're a hater. I love man. the idea of him learning from Ryan Tannehill. You're a hater. It was so good. He see, he got to watch a guy who started off at a rough spot in his career and turn around in half a season. He's ready to do the same thing in Vegas if he's forced to, man. Oh man. Meanwhile, Case Keenum, my uh, my super flex love child, uh, <laughs> just. <laughs> You know, goes to another team where he'll probably start games next year. So we'll we'll uh, we'll be looking for him on the waiver wire some at guys, some point. Some, I have a good feeling about that. Some guys just continue to survive, man. Yeah, I just, oof, I, I love Case Keenum and Superflex. He's he's always playing somehow. Do you, you think Marcus Mariota got more money than Keenum? I didn't look. Uh, he has, it hasn't been out. So. I don't think it's out. I'm just curious what you think. Oh really? Uh, yeah, I, I would I would assume so, but yeah, I, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't think any numbers have come out yet as far as what they gave him. I'm I'm already afraid to see it. I don't want to, I don't want to see anything that's gonna make me sad. So I'm gonna try to avoid it for tonight so I can sleep well. Um, let's move on to foul or no foul, man. I think we covered pretty much everything your free agency, even up to the latest updates that are coming through on the uh, on the interweb. Uh, I think we caught everything that's come through so far. So let's jump over to foul or no foul. We have some different topics, not just straight football. You know how we mix it up. So the first one we're going to start with is somehow, some way. Oh, first, let me preface this. If there's any new listener listening or someone who has forgot the rules of foul or no foul, I am going to speak into existence statements and me and Adam will discuss whether we agree with said statement or we disagree. If we disagree, there's a foul on the statement. If we agree with it, there's no foul. And it's just uh, it's all kosher. It's all good. So the first one we have here and you guys can play along with us somehow, some way. The UFC pay-per-view super fight between Tony Ferguson and Khabib will still happen on April 18th, even with the coronavirus causing them to cancel the next three pay-per-view events that lead up to the April 18th, 18th event. Foul or no foul, Adam? It's a foul, man. I'm I'm like super impressed, but this this fight's cursed. <laughs> it, it like it just is, man. It's been canceled four times. It's gonna be the fifth time that it's canceled or postponed. And hopefully this time it is just postponed, but like just from a venue perspective, it's going to be almost impossible for them to put it on. Then on top of that, you have the risk factor of either Khabib or Tony or someone in their camps or someone in their families getting Corona. Like it's just, it, oh man, I I want this fight to take place so bad, but everything is pointing to it not. 
can we not move this fight to like Antarctica or something where there's no coronavirus? Well, I think that's what they want to do legitimately. I think they want to move it to some country like South Africa or something that has not had any exposure. I don't know for a fact if South Africa has any exposure. That was <laughs> yeah. that was dumb to throw out some random country. But what I mean is just like they want to go somewhere that has not been affected. But then you're bringing people from places that have been affected. So why would they do that? So it just it doesn't make any sense, man. It, it just I. I am hoping for the best and preparing for the worst, just like with everything else involved around this. Yeah. It seems as of right now, as we're doing this, the only answer is foul because it feels like the whole world is shutting down. And so there's no reason for us to believe otherwise, you know, at this yeah, moment, it's still a month away. So, yeah. you know, that that's the only solace we can take in it is it's still a month away. A lot can happen. I agree. Uh, the next one, man who bought $18,000, 18,000, I think quantity of a hand sanitizer to sell online at inflated prices is a straight up asshole and not a smart businessman who thought he was going to flip it for a major profit. Foul or no foul? No foul. Yeah. That, that man, people just, they show their true colors, right? I don't know. I think that he, you know, the amount of backlash that he's getting online, like I don't need to pile onto it. Like everybody knows everybody's kind of came out against it. Um, I believe at this point he has donated everything back. Uh, after all of the horrible, horrible press that he got. Um, also in fear of being charged with a crime as well. Yeah. So, I don't know. At this point, it's just like, I almost, you know, it's shitty. It's super shitty. But it's like, why are we focusing our energy on this? There's so much more going on right now that, like, I don't think this one guy is really what we all have to worry about. I don't know, Adam. If you watch The Walking Dead, we 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 end up not fearing the zombies as much as we fear people, Adam. So it's, it's important to understand that we might not be worried about Corona, but the people instead. Uh, you telling me I live in a city, boy? <laughs> All right, yeah, he's an asshole. You're an asshole, dude. I don't give a fuck what Adam says, and we're gonna talk about you, and you're an asshole. Um, the next one, I think this is kind of cool. Uh, Universal Pictures will make its current and future movies that are in theaters available on demand and on streaming services due to coronavirus. And social distancing, obviously. Um, they should do this forever from this point forward. File or no file, Adam? Oh, simultaneously? Yeah, so like so they're going to be in the movies. In the theaters? Yeah, they're going to be like in the movies, and then oh, they're going to sell them. You know, shout out to parents everywhere. Can you do this for them? Because these parents, they can't get to movies. They just, they don't. They, it just doesn't happen. So, yeah, for you, for your sake, get them this. Because honestly, like, especially in this day and age when the quality is just as good at home as it is in a theater for most people, it just, just release it all at the same time. I mean, what are we concerned of? Are we concerned we're going to put movie theaters out of business? Who cares? <laughs> it's like the people who cared about drive-ins going out of business. There's still like four of them. If you really want to go to one, you can go. It yeah, just like takes it. a couple hours to get there. It's just, I don't know. For me, it's one of those things that, like, I, I hope things continue to change with the times and with everything else being more on demand. It seems only right that, you know, movies go that way eventually, too. And if this is a catalyst for it, maybe that's one positive that comes out of all this craziness. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I think they should definitely keep it. I think that I, from the article I read, I believe it was like they're going to charge like 20 bucks and you get it for like 48 hours or something. Um, so, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I, and I believe it said like, the first i forget what the first movie was now um that was starting for this i want to i want to say it was like trolls or something like a second movie this the new one that's coming out or something so 
um, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Hopefully it's something that sticks, though, once people get uh, you know a taste of it. Um, the last one that I have here for foul or no foul is Tom Brady at this point in his career is really not a better option for any team over, you know, a high draft pick rookie, the team's current starting quarterback or a free agent option foul or no foul. No foul. Completely right. The only team that should actually want Brady is the team he is on the Patriots. They are the only team that should be building around him. They're the only team that should focus on acquiring him. The talk is entirely nonsense it is all fluff to keep the nfl engaged in people's minds and keep people talking about it but there's no way in my mind that brady goes anywhere else it just doesn't even make sense i mean he's he's so old at this point how many more years is he playing one two with the most how many teams can he go to that actually have a realistic shot at competing for a super bowl better than the patriots like it just it seems crazy and then from the patriots perspective why would they give up brady now, I mean, you don't have any plan. You, what, you're going to draft a quarterback and start him year one? Who? Who are you going to draft? Like, it just, it seems like just fluff to get you through the news week and keep the NFL in headlines. Like, I just, I don't see it happening. Yeah. I mean, if I'm Brady, I'm taking whatever the Patriots are offering and I'm just doing it because at this point, like, I feel like he has le- the least value he's ever had. And I feel like if he doesn't take whatever the Patriots are offering, I do believe they would move on. And I believe it's not as crazy or as scary as some people believe it is. We're just afraid of change, right? Um, like, if I'm the Bucks, I don't want him over even Jameis Winston. Like, I'd rather just have the young guy. Like, you have to understand, we're talking about a quarterback who, like you said, may have two years left. He has to learn a whole new offense. He has to learn all new players. He's not even that good anymore. Like, he's just not. Like, he's not even that great. Like, I don't know, man. Like, if, if my team had a choice of even, you know, a rookie quarterback or him, I'd go with the rookie quarterback. I'd go with the, you know, quarterback who's, you know, uh, would you go? I mean, I'd go with an Andy Dalton right now over him. I'd go with Jameis Winston over him. I just don't – I wouldn't want any part of this guy unless I was the Patriots, like you said. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it to me, it it's all just comes down to this simple fact, which is they got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. If they got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, they were doing it knowing that Tom Brady was going to start there for the rest of his career. That's the only thing that makes sense in my mind. Why would you get rid of Jimmy Rappolo otherwise? I mean, literally, that was two years ago. Come on. He could be starting for your team this upcoming season if you don't do that. It just, it it seems so obvious to me that he, you know, that Brady's going to continue there. So, I don't know. I will literally be flabbergasted if that's not the case. <laughs> I agree with you, man. Oh, man. Uh, all right. That's it for foul or no foul. Um Let's go ahead and just close this episode out. There's there's too much going on. I don't want us to keep catching things, missing things. If you're not on Twitter, definitely get on Twitter and read all the hilarious stuff that's happening with teams as they make moves and people make comments and jokes about this stuff. Ah, man, shout out to, um, I think it's Peter Howard, who said that maybe uh, GM shouldn't be allowed to make moves during quarantine. Uh, that they're getting a little antsy out, antsy out here. Um, yeah, it's funny. So, yeah, let, let's move on. This is... Free agency, is awesome. Free agency has been an awesome, refreshing day. I'm just speaking for myself here, but I think everyone agrees. Um, it's been pretty fun. Um, so let's close this thing out. You know how we close this out, Adam. We do show and tell. I hope you came prepared today, Adam. I know life has been crazy. It's been hectic out here, but I hope you have something. Um, I'll start. Um, you know, as we're dealing with this whole, you know, social distancing thing and quarantine and all this kind of stuff, people are obviously stuck in our houses more often than we want to be. Um, and so people are watching a lot of Netflix and a lot of TV and listening to a lot of podcasts. 
Um, I got around to watching uh, Ronnie Chang, I believe it is, on Netflix, his stand-up special. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually watched that, too. I kind of enjoyed it. I loved it. It wasn't my favorite, but it was funny. I loved, loved it. it. Yeah. I loved it, It was man. funny. It was yeah. funny, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I, did, I went into this uh, not knowing anything about him, so I, I wasn't, like, knowing what to expect even. Um, but it was great, man. I thought it was really funny. I, one, I think one of the funnier ones I've seen in a while, especially, like I said, considering it's someone I didn't know. Um, it's sometimes hard to like watch stand-up specials and like not know the person and sometimes and actually really enjoy it. Um, but in this case, I did really enjoy it. Um, and, you know, man, I take comedy pretty seriously. Like I'm not easy to please in this kind of stuff. So I think he did a really good job, man. Um, and I don't know much about him. Like I said, I don't know what else he does. So I don't know if he's an actor or a writer or what. But um, I think it's a perfect thing if you're looking for something to consume right now, you know, during all this kind of stuff. It was you know, pretty safe. Like you could watch it with your family. It wasn't like nothing too aggressive. Um, but yeah, it was a good thing to watch during the Corona while you're being locked down in your house. I highly recommend it. If you want to laugh a little bit, smile a little bit, be distracted by, you know, the craziness going on. So that's my, my, uh, show and tell today, Adam, do you have something? Yeah, for sure. Right in line with Netflix. Um, the, the TV show, the stranger, it's a eight part miniseries that was really, really quality. I definitely recommend it. Um, giving like the slightest bit of background. Uh, first episode, there is a guy that it focuses in on him and his family. Uh, he is um, at an establishment and a woman he doesn't know comes up to him and tells him a secret about his wife um, that he was completely unaware of. And that secret then just kind of unravels this much larger story. Uh, and it's one of those TV series that does an amazing job of creating this like wide ensemble cast with all these different storylines that are going on. And you kind of don't understand why they're telling it all to you. And then by the end, they all interconnect and weave just beautifully. Um, so I, I definitely recommend it. And, you know, as far as shows go, I always love when it's a mini series. Cause I know in that time I'm getting one story. So I know like how to invest myself. And I, I really appreciated that. So for like an eight part mini series, it, it really, you know, pays off in the end. It really feels satisfying when you're over. Oh, yeah, I got to check it out. Obviously, like I said, people have a little more time on their hands right now. There's a lot of stuff on Netflix to catch up on. I got a lot of catching up to do, man. So definitely going to check into that. And uh, one other um, free agent really quickly just bounced off my head that we didn't mention was Devonta Freeman got released by the Falcons. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I'll be interested to see where he ends up. Yeah, I don't so, know. Yeah, we'll talk more about him where, when we see where he lands. But uh, and we will we'll, next episode, we'll tell Devonta Freeman his situation. We'll see where he lands. We'll see if they move on and pick up anybody. But in the meantime, uh, it's something to look at and watch and pay attention to. Um, that's it for today, man. You can find Adam at the other FF guy on Twitter. Uh, Josh wasn't able to join us today, but you can still find him on Twitter. You can still you can still chit chat with him. I'm sure he's you know healthy enough to type uh, at JC Crocker. Um, and again, you know, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, we know times are tough right now for everybody. It's a lot of, you know, um, it's a lot of stuff. We don't know what's going on, man. Like for everybody, it's just kind of up in the air. No one's really gone through this year. So um, I hope everybody's okay. If you're listening, I hope, you know, if you some crazy case that you have it or you know someone who has it, I hope you guys recover quick. Um, we're thinking about you. We're putting positive energy out there. If you can, guys, stay in your house, man. Wash your hands. Stay in your house. Do the good stuff. You, you Are you staying inside, Adam, or are you out and about? I'm standing, man. Yeah, I think you're lying. I think you're just trying to cover yourself right now. They will attack you, Adam. <laughs> you better not say you're going outside. Uh, last time I was in public was Thursday, and that was probably too recent. <laughs> yeah. Can't mess around with these people, man. You tell them you're out and about, they're going to get you. Um, 
so yeah so everyone stay inside stay safe um you know it kind of feels you know just just do what you can do the best you can it's hard do the best you can um to keep the show growing as always so we can bring you new things and do better and we appreciate your feedback if you can leave us a review on apple podcast do so today if you've already left us a review and you're like hey i've already done this and i don't want to do, i can't do it again like what do you want me to do just share the podcast with a friend put it on twitter do something we appreciate it we love you guys we love the clock dodger family stay safe out there wash your hands and be kind be great keep dodging Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.